Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, it's the Bird Show. When is it necessary or respectful to supply closure after a relationship? And when is it just a waste of time? Mm-hmm. That is the question. And I feel like I go back and forth on that. And after a shocking phone call recently, I might have finally made up my mind. <laughs> because I feel like we, we talk about if closure is necessary a lot. And I've always been on the side of once something ends... What does it really matter? Isn't it, doesn't this depend on the time of the relationship too? Like if you're going out with somebody for a year and a half, you need closure. You're going out with somebody for a week and a half, maybe not. So maybe that's what it is for me because typically in my life, once a relationship has ended, it, it just ended. I didn't really need an apology, an explanation. I didn't need anything. If she takes off, if she's the one that breaks up, you don't want to know why? No. I, I never felt it necessary. If you're not happy and, and you want to go, then that's your prerogative. Bro, you're like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess I just try not to take it personally, right? Like sometimes people... But it is. She broke up with you. It's you. No, no. <laughs> that's not, Well, maybe. But either way, unless it's something that can genuinely help me as a person, right. mm. that I'll benefit from, then give it to me. But most of the time, it's not that. Mm-hmm. So typically, no, I've not needed it. Now... I was in a two-year relationship a few years ago that ended suddenly, and it was a relationship that I thought would last. I mean, it was it was probably the first relationship I've ever been in that, in my mind, I was like, I could really see this going to distance. And the, the breakup was literally sudden. She did something she shouldn't have done. She didn't cheat on me or anything like that, but... um she approached people in my life in a way that she should not have approached them, in a, in a way that a significant other should just never do. Like too intimately or disrespectfully? Disrespectfully. Mm. And I've, I've, I've been damaged from it since. I mean, it, it really did play a part in my career, in my life. It caused a lot of damage in my life to the point where once it happened, it was, it was nothing to discuss. Mm. It was over. So it ended just like that. And the next day we, talk, we spoke about it once, and I genuinely thought, when she called me, it was going to be, I'm so sorry for what I did. I should have never done that. Are you okay? But it was more like, I did what I did. I don't care. Double down. Double wow. down. So that was it. There was no point in us even talking anymore after that. And we didn't talk after that for about two years. And th- at first, I kind of felt like I wanted some an apology at the least because I just put so much into that relationship. I felt like I had poured so much into it for it to just end the way that it did and for you not even to offer as much as an explanation to where this even came from because it was very sudden to me. I didn't even know she had these feelings. She was dealing with all of this. And in my mind, 
I kind of beat myself up over it for a while in looking at it like, what did I do? But it genuinely was a situation where the more I sat with it, I really didn't understand what I did or what I could have done. And I and I just I guess it was hard for me to accept that sometimes people just do whatever they want and they don't think about the consequences of how it's going to affect someone else. And I was just stuck with that. And so recently I started dating and the relationship got more serious quickly than I realized it would. And it put me in this this funny spot because I was in therapy one day and I was talking to my therapist about my past relationship and she was kind of um, connecting some of the things that I'd gone through in my previous relationship as to why it's been a bit difficult for me to accept my current relationship. And she was connecting them in a way that I didn't ask her to and I didn't appreciate it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was all making a lot of sense to me. And she asked me, like, do you think that you may still need a bit of closure from the last one? And she said, before you answer, think about it. Before you just say, because I was about to just say, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. She said, no, genuinely think about it. And when I did, I wasn't sure. And it was awkward because my therapist said a lot of time in life when people are in a relationship, sometimes they do need to have a conversation with the person they were in a relationship with before. But most people wouldn't appreciate that. Most people don't want you to talk to your ex about anything when you're in a relationship with them. But she said, there is a... I guess a maturation that some people should or try to develop in that it may actually help your current partner mm-hmm. close some things and become a better person for you if you gave them the space to have a conversation with their previous partner. Yeah, if you're digging the grave deeper to get closure, then you're good to go. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> so she asked me, do you think your current partner would be okay with you having a conversation with your last? And I didn't, I didn't think so. I told her I'm not sure. But I'm also not going to ask. I'm, I'm not. I just don't want to ask that question. Things are going so well. I don't want to do that. And ironically, I got a phone call, random number, didn't know who it was, picked it up, which I normally don't do. I normally never pick up numbers I don't know. But for some odd reason, I picked it up this day. And it was my ex. Oh, your therapist called the ex and said, told the ex to call you. Call this man because he's going to keep coming in here complaining about this. And I'm done with it. (laughs) Call him now. And she wanted to talk. And I was kind of in shock that it was her. I wasn't expecting it at all. Especially because this just came up in therapy and everything. Right. The timing of it. And so the conversation, it wasn't long. It was pretty brief. And I I think it um, it was one of those conversations where she was trying to fish out how serious my current relationship is. Okay, so she wasn't calling, like, for any kind, like, closure. She was randomly calling just to find out your status in the new relationship. So I think it was both because in the beginning, the questions were more geared towards, you know, so how serious is the relationship? How long have y'all been seeing each other? I see you traveling or stuff like that. And I'm like, where is this going? Because what are we doing here? And then she got to it. It became, it was the most transparent I'd ever seen her. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to just be honest. I can't stop thinking about it anymore. I can't stop thinking about us and what could have been. And I feel like if I don't take this time now to tell you that I may never get the opportunity. And then she finally gave me the apology. She she gave me the explanation of where she was at the time, what kind of set her off, what put her in that place. And she's like two years. I was convincing myself that I didn't need to apologize to you because I was stuck in my own truths mm. and I was wrong Ooh. and I should have done this a long time ago. And I just want you to know, she told me that the relationship was great. I was great. It was her own personal demons that she was dealing with. And she took 
she took accountability like I was begging her to do when we were together. <laughs> and you want to do this now? But it was refreshing to was hear it? it. It didn't reopen the door a little bit for nah, you in any way, it, shape, or form? It, it didn't. It really didn't. And I think because my feelings are so indifferent toward it now that it, it didn't move me one way or the other. Did her explanation, did you, is that what you expected the explanation to be when she talked about where she was in that moment? Or did it completely catch you off guard? It caught me off guard because... um. I didn't expect for her to take accountability to the point where it was like, it really wasn't you. Like, there was nothing you could have done differently. There was there was nothing that I needed from you that you didn't provide. I was just in a really bad place, and I needed to grow up, and I needed to mature, and I did not expect that at all. And it, I felt for in that I think she was hoping that that would lead to some type of reconciliation, but that's done with. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you don't really, I guess you don't truly know until you're faced with that opportunity of like, is this really done? And it is. And I told her that. I was completely honest with her. Like, those feelings are long gone. But I don't know exactly what it did to me. I'm still trying to process mm-hmm. it. But it gave me something. It gave me something that I felt like I needed. And now I genuinely feel like I can finally close that chapter. There's no more thinking about it, wondering, and I can fully move on. Did your current lady know about that conversation? She does now. You mean like right this like second? Right now. Oh, so just right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll do a follow-up tomorrow. <laughs> right around this time. Listen, it's The Burt Show. Is it a missed opportunity that you can't get back? Or is there just a little bit of a chance that he's still thinking about her? Because June was hanging out with this dude uh, in the spring for a while. She thought he was a great guy. Just not her type, you know? So she lets him go. And now she's like, hmm, maybe he was my type. <laughs> Spoiler alert, no. If he wasn't your type to begin with, things didn't change. Well, I, don't you think that, like, over the course no. of, like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, June. Hey, good morning. Abby says that there's absolutely no chance that this guy's going to be interested in you. He, nothing's changed, and we shouldn't even do this. If you thought he was ugly before, he's still ugly now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, so tell us I'm about so you. Mad. Tell us about you going out with this dude in the spring, why you cut him loose, and why now you're thinking like, oh, that was stupid. Yeah, so I'm pretty outgoing. End up meeting this guy named Zach. Um, we went out twice. He planned the dates. They were really fun, actually. Um, but I think at the time, he was introverted and, you know, he's like a great guy, but it, I just couldn't see us together. Like, again, not my physical type, not my personality type exactly. So, t- to be honest, I didn't really handle it right. I just kind of ghosted him and left it at that. Oh, um, June. Oh, June. Come on, June. 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 We have a hardcore. I really know how to handle the conversation. I just was like, okay, he's not my type. Moving on. You don't deserve um, this, man. You don't nope. deserve him. <laughs> Go on. I'm just being honest. Um, so, you know, thanks to social media a little bit, I've, you know, kind of been noticing how he moves. And he actually has a lot of the same values that I do. Um, so it just got me thinking while I was on a date with this other guy that is my type. Like, maybe I kind of overlooked um, something great with Zach just because, I don't know, I, maybe I'm stuck in my ways. I'm guilty of it, I guess. June, what is, like, your particular type? Like, when you say you went out with a guy who fits that, what does that look like? She's looking for guys that ghost women. (laughs) Uh, Share values. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
little bit. Uh, he was super outgoing like I was, um, very go with the flow, free-spirited, um, just really, like, moves how he wants to move. And tall, of course. Um, super <laughs> of, of course, too. Oh, I course. get it now. I get it now. Now Zach is a short king. I'm getting it. No, Zach, it's not that Zach is, is short. He's like... A realistic height, if that makes sense. I think I was what saying, is a realistic height? No, please don't answer that. Yeah. yeah, define that no, for don't us. define no. a realistic height. You're going to devastate me. People want to know. <laughs> what, is Jim, like? what is a realistic height exactly? My type is like six two and up, and that's just no. Wow. I get it, girl. I get it. <laughs> Anything under six two? Six two is very realistic, but what is that? <laughs> six two and under is imaginary. I just <laughs> not face the show, and I hate all of Birds it. Birds are imaginary friend here. Are you oh, shaking? Face. Is your arm shaking right now? I, I'm not even here. Bert, you got to spin a positive uh, spin on this. Uh, you know, you're unreal. <laughs> oh, he's too good to be true. Right. <laughs> yes. Anyway, this isn't about me or Heights, June. I did it. All right, so this guy now is like legitimately now you're thinking like this. This is I, Here's what's going to be working against you here. And we've already reached out to him, so we'll have some answers for you here in a couple of minutes. The ghosting aspect, man, is tough to get over, I think. Yeah, I, I dealt with it, and um, I, it only happened to me once, and that was enough for me to never want to go through that again, especially when you're really into the person and you, you're putting in the time and you really think it's going somewhere. The fact that you can at least, like you don't see, enough in me to at least send me a text saying this is not working out. It's, it's pretty hard to get over. I think he's still going to be into her. You, you know, my philosophy, you can never say too little to a man to make him want you. Uh, she's she's gone that's, that's to the max here. She has said absolutely nothing. That's a I, fact. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach has been feeling like, June, you're the one that got away. Hold yeah. on. This is, that, that's good enough to actually repeat what you just said. You can never say too little to a man to make him watch you. That's why I just don't talk to boys. That though. is an absolute fact. <laughs> the truth, right? It is the truth. We had a co-host uh, on here one time that said, men are hunters, let them hunt. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So... Um, you wanted us to reach out to him, see if A, he remembered you, B, if he would mm-hmm. even be interested in going right. ahead and going back out. And you're sure if this dude says, yes, this isn't like about the hunt here. Like, this isn't about him maybe coming back and saying, yeah, you know what? I would really like to go out with her. And then you thinking, oh, I just wanted him to say that he wanted to go out. And then you don't do anything with it, right? No, no. I really, I see the way he carries himself. I really did overlook a good thing, and I'm just really hoping that I can get a second time round. All right. Uh, hold on for us one second. Uh, Tommy already reached out to this dude and found out if he's still into it or not, so you'll have answers here in just a second, okay? All right, hold on one second. I hope this crashes and burns, that old short comment. I hope he says, I hate you, and I never want to see you again with his small, itty-bitty little hands. <laughs> Listen, it's the Bird Show. I think if you go somebody, you forfeit your right to reach back out to them later and say, hey, sorry I did that. Let's go back out. 
Well, why would you want to if you ghosted them in the first place? Because they've changed. Ah. Or you've matured like June here has. <laughs> She's matured and now she wants to reach back out to this guy and go, that was a bonehead move on my part. Let's go hang out. Has she matured or just gotten a little bit more desperate? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a little bit of both. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> All right, June. So uh, like a 30-second recap here for those that weren't listening a couple of minutes ago. Um, tell them you went out in the spring and why exactly were you not into this dude and why did you disrespect him by ghosting him? <laughs> Um, yeah, I was a bit childish, sticking to my type of really outgoing, partying, really tall men. And I think I just noticed how he's moving on social media. And I think I can appreciate our similar values. And I just want to grow up a little and see, see where mm-hmm. it goes. I mean, here's a lesson to be learned here by Abby also, who at least tried for a while to like date outside of that type. Yeah, I mean, I did it this summer, and it backfired because I <laughs> I dated this guy where, I, June, I was doing the same thing where I was like, well, maybe the spark will come at some point. He's such a good guy. He's a good family man. He's got a condo in a part of town that I like. Maybe if I just stick it out long enough, the sparks will come. Um, and, yeah, it didn't work out. I'm always got a tie. But I'm always got a tie. Do I? I don't believe oh, that, man. Oh, come on, dude. I don't Are you think, serious? No. I don't know why all my friends and family say that. I don't think I do. If you look at my entire dating history, okay. th- there's a lot of variety in there. All right. I only know a few. Now, but yeah, they're like A, B, C, and D. Now, now maybe 70% of <laughs> I get your point. All right, June, let's get back to you here. So you wanted us, you wanted us to reach out to him, and you mm-hmm. wanted to see if he was, at, A, remembered you, because it was just, how many dates did you guys go out on? Um, we went on a couple dates. Okay. And then you ghosted him. So A, does he remember you? B, would he even be open to going back out with you? So I'll let Tommy take it from here, our studio director, our show director, who reached out to Zach. All right. What do you guys think? I think Abby said that he would say yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Bert, how do you feel? Um, I feel like that ghosting thing for me, that's a, that's a deal breaker, man. I mean, if you were disrespectful one, one time like that, I'm probably not giving it another shot. All right, Mo. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I definitely couldn't re- recover from it. I just have too much pride, but I feel, yeah, I feel like maybe he'd have too much pride to go back to. Okay, let's be real. It's all going to come down for Zach to how she looks. <laughs> so on a scale of one, know. To, yeah, on a scale, that. wouldn't uh, matter for me. Uh-uh, on a scale of one to ten, uh, June, how would you rate yourself? Oh, I don't have problem getting that. But give me a number, one to ten. That's so arbitrary. Um, I don't know. I would say respectfully, like an eight. Okay. Well, I like your answer, back, too. And I like that confident answer, actually, also. I don't have a problem getting men. What, <laughs> what celebrity would you say you look like? Um. Oh, gosh. I'd say, like, maybe like Gabrielle Union. Oh, damn. Oh, he's coming back. Okay. Yeah, he's coming back. All right. <laughs> so I did reach out to Zach via email and uh, explain the situation, and he did respond. Here's the email. Oh, yeah. I remember hanging out with June last spring. I got to be real with you. It kind of sucked getting ghosted like that. That's weird. Most people love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually pretty into her at first, and getting blown off without any explanation wasn't cool at all. It definitely knocked her down a few pegs in my eyes, if I'm being honest. But you know what? Hmm. I'm all about giving people second chances. Especially if she's union, huh? We're all human. We mess up sometimes, and it seems like she's done some thinking about it. 
I'm still single, and we did have a good time when we hung out, so I'm willing to give it another shot. Wow. Albeit a bit hesitantly. I hope she's genuine about this, and if she is, I'm open to seeing where things could go. Just hoping this time around we can be upfront and honest with each other, no matter what happens. Thanks for being the mediator here. That said, if she wants to go out again, she needs to text me. I'm not going to be the one to contact her. Thanks, Zach. I think you should completely ghost him again. (laughs) (laughs) Teach this man to learn the lesson the first time. (laughs) What a pushover. Um, So there you go. I mean, he's interested in it, but I think he is... I think this is only fair. He's saying, look, you're the one that ended this thing. You're the one that ghosted me, so show me that you're really into it. I mean, tough but fair. So I, I get it. I get it. I, I don't like being ghosted, so I understand. I have no problem. I'm just happy that he's open to it because um, I'm really excited to kind of see where we are. Sure. June, how are you going to open up the text? Are you just going to send him like a boo? A big ghost emoji. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. That's funny. Hey, stranger. No, I like to I like to FaceTime. It's a nice surprise. And again, my face card doesn't decline, so we'll see. Maybe it'll soften them up a little bit. Abby's uh, her facial reaction is like that is a very bold move. The fact that you are going to FaceTime him tells me everything I need to know about your confidence. I'm here for it, and please let us know how it ha- like what happens when you call. <laughs> Thank you. All right, okay, June. This is good. This is good. good luck. Keep in touch with us. All right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Why was the open eye about FaceTime? I mean, she ghosted the dude, and now she's just going to call him up full frontal face on FaceTime? (laughs) That is brave. Full (laughs) frontal face. I mean, she's going to see his live reaction. I hope she screen records it. Well, don't you think, like, she did something, I mean, it was so bad. The ghosting thing, I think, is really, really awful. But now she's got to go totally the other way and show him, like, I'm interested. So the FaceTime thing might balance it out. That makes sense. Do people even like FaceTime? I, I hate when I get FaceTimes out of the blue. Like, Bert will FaceTime me, and I've been here for 12 years, and I'm like, I'm getting fired. And like, There's no, somebody's died or I'm getting fired. It just, an out of the blue FaceTime yeah, is, yeah. you just, maybe it's yeah. the millennial in me. You just don't do it. Yeah, that's the only way that I like to talk on the phone. Like, if I'm just talking, I, my mind is in a million different places. But if I'm FaceTiming you, I'm actually looking at you and talking and listening to everything that you... 95% of my calls are FaceTimes. Really? Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. People I, hate me. I like a FaceTime, but to me, it feels a little bit... I, I only accept FaceTimes from people that I'm really close with, that I don't mind, that I can be without makeup, that I can be in the bathroom doing whatever. But if it's like some guy that ghosted me, there's no way I want him to see me right off the bat. There are things we will learn right now as successful ghosting stories as we stay with the ghosting storyline. Abigail, you are on The Voice Disguiser. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, what is a successful ghosting story? So I actually met my husband, now husband, uh, and went on two dates with him and then ghosted him completely for three months. Uh, he has no social media, so there was no literally zero contact. And then I randomly texted him one day after three months, and we went on a date, and now we are married with two kids. Okay. Wow. So it's possible. Wow. Maybe I just have too much pride. There's no way. <laughs> Me neither. I couldn't do it. Jackson Kim, our new phone screener, has a successful ghosting story. Yeah, so um, my current partner and I, uh, we were dating for about a month and a half or two. And out of the blue, she completely ghosted me for like a week and a half. And I was down bad during that time. When you say she ghosted you, did you send her a text that 
required a response and she didn't respond or did you just kind of assume that she wasn't going to text you? We had a date set up for the week after, um, for the Friday after we had hung out on this, uh, the weekend prior. And I texted her like on Sunday night and didn't hear a response. And then I sent her like a TikTok or something on Monday morning, didn't hear back. And then later on throughout, throughout the week, we, I hadn't heard anything. So I was just like, Hey, like, are we still on for this date? Like on Friday, <gasps> didn't hear a single oh, thing. That's a yeah, and it wasn't until like a week and a half later because I made a point that I wasn't going to reach back out. Like, I just thought it was done and over with. And she reached back out to me with a long apology saying that she just felt really bad about it and just wanted to kind of clear the air. And I decided to give it another shot, and we are going strong now. How long have you guys been going out now? Uh, we started dating last June, but like official since November. Okay. What was her reasoning for ghosting you for that long? So to be fair, she was new to the city and um, she was just kind of getting her feet wet within like, you know, moving here, new she town, new job. Sorry. She got Lois. <laughs> that was how I was justifying it. I was like, yeah, sure. She lost her phone or something. Um, but yeah, she said that she just like didn't, wasn't really ready for the level of like commitment that I was looking for and mm -hmm. wasn't really like, you know, super on board with getting into something so serious so early because she did really have feelings for me, but like didn't know how to deal with that. And mm -hmm. so her, her way to get around that was to just ghost me completely. Was it in the back of your mind for a while? Like, did it take a while for you to trust her again? It did, but honestly, after we started hanging back out, we had a really long conversation about it like, after she reached back out, and from then on, we started talking a ton, and it really just progressed like exponentially since from then on, and now, like, I have the utmost trust in her, and I really do love her. Yeah. I can relate to that as somebody who just moved to this city. I think if I had found somebody really early on, while it would have been nice to have somebody, <laughs> I think I probably would have been, I think I would have done the same thing to where I would have gotten intimidated by my feelings and thought, this is a lot, a lot of change at once. It actually helped me out uh, in, to navigate the relationship thereafter because I kind of knew where her head was at then. And so I made it a point not to smother her or feel like I was doing a little bit too much when it comes to, you know, the beginning stages of relationships where you're more or less obsessed with each other. So I wanted to make it very clear that like, hey, we can go at this at your own pace and let's just take it from there. I'm curious, do you guys think guys are more forgiving of ghosting than girls? Because I feel like if I got ghosted by a guy and he came back, I'd be like, you had your chance. But nah. if a girl comes back, are guys more willing to accept somebody who ghosted? What do you think? I think it depends on the girl or guy. I was really, really into her. Um, we connected on basically every level that there was and I couldn't justify the reason for like, uh, for us not being together. Mm. And so that's why I was eager and willing to take her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes down to if they're hot or not. 100%. Not. His girlfriend looks not. like Anne Hathaway. <laughs> that, that, that would not matter for uh -huh. me one bit. Me neither. They wouldn't. Nope. Yeah. I, I think I think it's probably worse for guys because of the pride factor. Pride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else 
house, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Get it, the Bird Show. Have you guys all watched uh, Longest Third Date on Netflix? No. no. Is oh. it about my most recent third date? Because that one never ended. <laughs> Is it still going on right no. now? It's really good. Uh, so let me recommend this to you guys. So um, I was looking for something kind of mindless to watch as I was falling asleep. Shouldn't be watching TV anyway. But if you're going to watch something kind of mindless and longest third date is about this couple that decided on their third date to do something spontaneous. So they end up going to Costa Rica together. It's their third date. Wow. Okay, stop. Changing up the bar you want to go to, going to a different part of town, that's spontaneous. Doing plans that you haven't made on a night out, spontaneous. Going to Costa Rica, that's impulsive. I love this. I do too. I love this kind of (laughs) impulsiveness, right? So either way, they decide to go for it, right? They're going to go for a weekend. She doesn't even tell her parents. Uh, She's Asian and she's got a really controlling dad, so she kind of lies to him throughout her entire life. And this is a documentary, by the way. This is not made up. So um, she ends up going out with this dude who's really kind of obnoxious. Like his phone is on 24-7 as he's recording everything in his life. That's just who he is. So anyway, they go down to Costa Rica for a weekend. And during this weekend, COVID hits no. the world and they can't get back to the U.S. Stop. So their third date ends up being three months together. Oh my God. In different Airbnbs and homes and tents in Costa Rica. And it follows the entire journey because even before he met her, he was recording his his entire life. So obnoxious. Mm -hmm. But for this particular thing, it just worked out great. And I didn't, I I had never heard of this story before, but apparently it was like in People magazine and it was all over the place for a while during COVID as they fell in love. And they're 
I, it's just a really, really great story. Okay. I, I want to ask you if they're still together, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody who may want to see it. I almost ruined it. Um, it's just really great. Watch it. Okay. It's mindless, but it's really, really cute. And imagine being stuck with somebody new in another country. Three months. Three months. I can't imagine It that. seems like a nightmare scenario as somebody who's never been excited for a second date <laughs> right. to be stuck with this man for three months. Mm-mm. Nope. You might need this, Abby. This might be the only way a date does get to <laughs> <laughs> It's the longest third date on Netflix. All right, so what's going on now with uh, your mom and these dudes that she got into this group chat with that she was trying to align you with? Yeah, you remember a couple of weeks ago, my mom was in town and she was really excited to, you know, check out our city. And um, it happened to be a University of Florida game the day that she was here. And she said, you know, we need to find a place where all the other Gators are watching the game. So she asked some guys who were wearing Gator polos and they said, we're going to XYZ bar. We'll see you there. And she was like, yeah, you will. So we go and we hang out. And the thing about my mom is after a couple of glasses of Sauvignon Blanc, she thinks she's like the millionaire matchmaker. So she ended up going up to all these different guys and as a way to force me to talk to them she would go up to them strike up conversation and I would, ha- would have to interject and I'd be like is my mom bothering you guys are you <laughs> is this okay and my mom's real social and fun when she goes out so they usually had a good time mm-hmm. and the thing is it turned into more than just conversations at the bar she ended up putting all of these guys into a group chat so they could either a become friends or b take me out on a date because she added me on- into this group chat and the really sweet thing is that a lot of these guys became friends. They hung out for the rest of the night. They went to UF and, you know, they went to maybe another SEC school. So they had a lot to bond over. And it turned into this thing where they called themselves Carrie's Kings because they felt so honored that Carrie approached them and put them into this honorary group chat. That's fire. It it's, sounds really cute at first until... We started noticing that some of the messages were getting a little inappropriate, which is not how you want this to go. My sweet mother, she's, she's an innocent lady. She does not need to be thrown into some kind of MILF narrative. So we <laughs> had noticed that one of the groups of guys that we had gone up to, they had gone to the University of Alabama. So we should have seen this coming. There were a couple of guys that we're taking this joke in a direction that we didn't want it to go to. They were making some weird faces at my mom that implied they wanted to see her in a more intimate light. They were making some passes at her. They were making some passes at me. And my mom actually, once she realized who these guys were in the group chat, because they started sending selfies and stuff, she kicked them out. She's like, I ain't having none of this. Not my group chat. You ain't a Carrie King. You Mm. a Carrie Prince then. And she ended up getting these guys out. They added themselves back in. And my mom was like, whatever, we'll just ignore it. But then they started making passes in the group chat. They started sending inappropriate messages about how they, he wanted to find a friend for me. So him, his friend, me and my mom could all, you know, quote unquote, hang out together. Mm. And now my mom is like, well, I keep kicking them out and they keep coming back in. And I don't want to, I don't know how to delete this group chat, essentially. So my mom is coming back into town this weekend. We're going back to the same bar because we did have a good time to watch the Gator game. And I don't really know how to approach this. Like, is it on me to say in the group chat, like, shut up, my mom's a nice lady. Stop making sexual passes at her. Or do I just ignore it and hope it goes away and hope I don't get into a brawl at the bar? (laughs) Uh, What would you do? I would say something. I mean, I would hate the fact that I have to because, like, why are these dudes doing this? But, yeah, if it were my mom, I would certainly defend my mom's honor by telling them to shut up.
I know. I just hate that they're bringing me into this too. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even want to be in this group chat, and here we are, me being um, objectified sexually. I can break this down real, real, real easy. Delete the group chat. You can't though. What do you mean you can't? You can't delete the group chat on iMessage. You can't like once you can be added to group chats, and you you can continue to remove yourself, but they can keep adding you. Well, okay, that sucks. Yeah, it's yeah. like nothing uh, you can do. I hate that part about Apple phones. Then I think you do have to say something. Uh, mm. Or has your mom said anything? No. Well, actually, my mom did say something. She was like, "Hey guys, <laughs> this is so wholesome." She's like, "Hey guys, um, notice some of the comments. Don't appreciate them. Please stop, or too I'm gonna nice. continue." Yeah, no. too nice. She's too nice. So I need to come in like the bulldog that I can be after about half a glass of wine but I'm I'm waiting for the weekend. I, I think if it comes from your mom in a strong tone it's mm-hmm. going to go way further when with these dudes than it would with if you did it. So you don't think they're going to take me seriously? I they may or may not, but I think if it comes from moms, you want to hope that dudes would be respectful and go, "Oh man, I feel like an idiot." That's what I'm thinking. Like, if they're immature enough to be doing this and making passes at your mom when she clearly said that she didn't appreciate it, I feel like they're not going to listen to either one of you. They're just going to keep doing whatever they want. And unfortunately, there are plenty of Florida bars to go and watch this game at this weekend, even though if you want an emotional cut that way, um, to go watch the game at. You don't even need to go to that same bar. No, that is like the bar to go to. Like, we're going to have major FOMO if we don't go to this bar. It's the one where the Gator Club hangs out at. It's a bunch of other SEC people hang out. Yeah, it's the one in Buckhead. That is. That's it's the one. bar. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so maybe I'll just hire a hitman. Who knows? <laughs> Get it. The Bird Show. Cassie here, our social media director, finds herself in a very conflicted emotional position that I think every parent has gone through. Uh, yeah, my daughter is about to, or she did just start school yesterday. And I'm really excited because I feel like I'm going to get my life back. And I've been on this high because I'll have a little bit of time after I wrap up here at work before I have to pick her up where I'll have free time, Mm -hmm. which is a weird thing. And I'm not trying to complain or anything. It's just if you're a parent knowing to have a little bit of a break where you can literally do anything. And it's not like I couldn't go do stuff if I asked my husband, but I've always got the mom guilt. Like, oh, I'm making him put in more hours. He needs time too. Like, I don't have time to go get a manicure or go clothes shopping or what have you. And so the guilt's always there. And so this is guilt-free time. And I'm so excited. And we dropped my daughter off at her school and I was like tearing up but trying not to show it because I don't want her to feel some kind of way and she's basically like get the F out of here why are you still here like so excited to start school and so I you know that made it feel a little easier that she is so ready so into it and ready to go and I've got a little bit of free time and I'm like oh my god our lives are gonna change now the the kids are starting school because we don't have a nanny we don't have a babysitter we don't do daycare so my husband stays at home with the kids and does childcare during the mornings when I get home from work, we switch off, and he's a freelancer uh, consultant, and then I am on kid duty, which has worked fine, but it's nonstop. And of course, day one, I get a phone call about an incident that has happened like about two hours into her being there, and she has hurt herself on the playground. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say she beat some dude's ass. That's what I thought you were going to say, too. (laughs) She probably could, honestly. But she, it was a skinned knee, and then we get her home later on, and it comes out, no, she fell downstairs and (gasps) hurt her back as well, and this was not reported to us. And so now we have gone from first day highs to her back is hurting, and 
I'm freaking out. And my husband, um, he has some stuff going on with his back. And when he went in to get it checked out, the healthcare professional was like, oh, yeah, this stems from an old injury. I'm sure you know what it is. And Chad, my husband, is like, no, I have no idea because I grew up in a shake it off family. Mm. And he's like, if we had known I had these injuries, I probably could have prevented some of this stuff down the line. So he wants to be extra vigilant. And she she doesn't talk that much, like this much about being injured. And it was the topic of conversation. She would not stop talking about it yesterday. So instead of going to day two of preschool today, she is at the doctor right now getting her back checked out Aww. to make sure she's Aww. okay. And it just... It, I know that there are going to be bumps and bruises. I know that is part of growing up and you got to let go. It just kind of sucks that it was day one <laughs> of letting go. And I had finally got to this place where I was like, yeah, okay, this maybe is actually going to be awesome. I don't have to be all sad. It's the end of an era. I'm sharing my daughter. Like, this is great for her growth. This is great for me as a parent and my sanity. And it's like way earlier in the show, if you were listening and you can catch up on the podcast, but Abby was talking about planning always for worst case scenario. And I think this is one time when I talked myself out of planning for worst case scenario. I'm like, mm. you know what? This is actually going to be amazing for us. Uh, my husband's going to have one kid during the morning. It's going to make his life easier, my life easier. My kid's going to be happy and fulfilled. And then this happens. And it is so hard because instinctually, I just want to yank her out of school and be like, mm. maybe we're not ready yet. Maybe it's not time. Maybe we should wait. And I don't think that's the right answer, but I know every parent has these conflicts back and forth of hmm. what is the right thing to do? When do you let them go do their own thing? And man, I just, I thought I had it figured out and life's like, oh, uh, you nope. do have it figured out. Um, you do. Uh, and I don't want to dismiss how you feel about it, but at the, I mean, these things are going to happen at school. It's mm-hmm. going to happen the first day. It's going to happen the third day. She's going to fall down. She's going to bust her ass. She's going to hurt her back. She's going to get a scratch. Um, it's going to happen not only tomorrow, but for the rest of her life. And there's nothing you can do about it. I know. And it just drives me nuts because it's not the school's fault that she fell over on the playground. She yeah. was just playing. I don't And she lo- was drunk. Yeah, exactly. I told her to lay off the vodka, but I guess it was first day nerves. What'd you put in her sippy cup? You know, just a, just a little bit of uh, Jack and Jim. But I don't love that they didn't tell us the whole story. Yeah, and she says cool. a teacher saw it. So I, I mean, but she's also three and a half, I believe her. But I'm sure details have been muddled and like, you know, recollections aren't quite what they're supposed to be. But it just kind of feels like. I don't know if the universe is serving me this lesson up gently because she'll she'll be okay to be like, hey, get ready. This Mm -hmm. is what the rest of your life is going to be like. Or if maybe I have made a misstep and you did not make a misstep. You did not make a misstep. Uh, Again, this is either it was going to happen on the first day or the third week or the sixth week, or it's going to happen when she's at school or not. You just can't protect your kids from every injury. I know. I just hate that I wasn't there to see what happened. So it's the not knowing. Like, I don't know how to deal with this situation because I don't have all the facts and it happened for the first time. Like, we don't use babysitters. Like, I don't, I'm just not comfortable leaving my kids with other people outside of immediate family who don't live here. So the first time I leave her with, like, strangers Mm. as a toddler, Mm. she gets injured and I'm just like, oh, God, anxiety is pinging. (laughs) Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. As the saying goes, innocent until proven guilty. Well, YouTube has already started punishing Russell Brand's YouTube channel due to these sexual assault allegations against him. So a YouTube exec has said that he should not be able to make a living through the platform. They haven't banned him. They've just demonetized all of his videos. So they said essentially he's not able to make a living through YouTube because they don't believe 
that it's right that he should have these allegations against him and, um, you know, still be able to monetize his videos that he's posting on the platform. They're taking a stand. Yeah. So they said, we don't tolerate harmful content. And right now there's nothing that he's posting that's considered harmful. Um, but they're definitely going to be keeping a mm-hmm. close eye on him. Okay. There's a new documentary about the Kardashians coming out. And Caitlyn Jenner is blabbing all about her family in it. So Caitlyn is the one saying that the, the sex tape was calculated, basically calling out her stepdaughter for creating an entire scheme to become the brand that they are today. Is she is she suggesting that Kim's mom was behind the calculation of the sex tape also? Because we've heard that. Yeah, somebody, Ray J has said that, I think, for years. Yes. In, in the trailer, it doesn't appear that that is what she's alleging because there's a couple of different voices in there. Um, and basically just kind of being like, A... Chris didn't just want to stay at home and be some housewife, but B, everybody was kind of in on how do we become this massive name? And it looks like Caitlyn is alleging that the sex tape was all a part of that. And I just can't, like, this is your family. It seems like she's doing the Prince Harry situation where you're going to sell out this narrative either to get a check or to just make yourself look better. I couldn't do it. I, I, I certainly couldn't sacrifice my family's morals and values for money. But I mean, I feel like when you look at the empire they built, maybe a lot of people would feel differently if that was the end result. Yeah. And I've watched enough documentaries on her where I just think that she is just you know what, I'm going to speak my truth no matter what. Mm. Uh, I don't know that this has to do with a paycheck or not, but she's just like, if you ask, I'm going to tell you the, I'm going to give you the honest truth. I just, she's burning a bridge with her family and she's still, I mean, so I know Kim is her, is her stepdaughter, but mm-hmm. she, she still has Kylie and Kendall who are very close with the entire Kardashian group. I don't know. I, I don't know how you do this. I feel like it's a different situation for them. I personally w- absolutely would not do this in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. I don't care how old my kids are. I'm never going to talk crap about them in public. I won't even talk crap about their um, their mom and uh, my ex wife. It won't happen ever. But they have a foundation of reality TV. Sh- of reality TV. Their entire life is based on this, right? Mm-hmm. So when one goes out, right? Uh, against the script, quote unquote, mm-hmm. of their reality TV and is really sp- speaking to her or his truth, then how can you fault him for that? That's what they do. So here's a thought. What if Chris Jenner is actually behind this to stir up more controversy? Could be. What if Caitlyn that. and Chris are in <laughs> cahoots that it's like, okay, you're going to come out and now if you want to come be a part of the Kardashian na- uh, narrative, do this whole documentary. It's going to give us more publicity. Because mm-hmm. in the Kardashian eyes, all publicity is good publicity. 100%. I could totally see that happening yeah. too. Okay, Ed Sheeran's doing this really cool thing where he's going to put out a live album where all of the songs are recorded at fans' houses and we're just like... Hey, I'm Ed Sheeran. I'd like to sing some songs for you. Like, how did he find these people? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like they they gotta like hand select these people because yeah. you just can't be knocking on random doors. Somebody's not gonna know who you are. Yeah, and I feel like they have like an email list of like the most hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have email lists also, and we know who's like really into the show and who participates in contests more than others. So I think they know that. I just don't know that I entirely believe in the theater of just knocking on the door and then doing a show there. It would take so much engineering yep. and mm-hmm. how many people would be so upset that my house is a mess! <laughs> 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 this is Yep. TV. I gotta say, in the video, the fan that was freaking out, as Ed Sheeran is playing the song, she's like knocking off stuff that she had sitting <laughs> on the piano. She's like, I'm so sorry, Ed, that this place wasn't cleaner. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Clicky Buzz. Get it. The Bird Show.
Must be real tough for Rebecca here. Um, having the pick of every single person when she walks into a bar because she's bisexual. No limitations, baby. 100% is eligible to hit the Rebecca lottery. And yet, it's your friends that are pulling. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think I've like dug myself into like a gay little hole and I'm just not sure I can get gay, out of it. Gay little hole. What is uh, happening? Who's gay little hole? It, it's my own. It's where I live at this point. But, in, a, um, in a gay little hole. In my gay little hole. I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> Certainly smells good. It's very quaint. Yeah. It's very colored, colorful. Right? You're very all, colorful. You're yeah. all invited. RuPaul's drag race is just on repeat. <laughs> Constantly. Liza Minnelli in the background. Sorry, I'm getting too stereotypical. No, that's incredible. I love that. Um, so I have a friend. She is straight, straight as an arrow. She has never been anything but straight. She would never tell you that she is not straight. Oh, this bee. Yes. <laughs> so she is my best friend in Atlanta, and we're pretty much inseparable. Like, Abby's met her. Her name is Rachel. Oh, I love Rach. Yes. She goes with me basically everywhere. Oh, it's Rach. Rach, huh? It's Rach. Rach. We're, on, we're on a nickname basis. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. They've gotten closer for sure. Um, You're not on a Rach level unless you live in the little gay hole. <laughs> Y'all don't know Rach like I know Rach. So she loves drag queens as much as I do, so we are constantly like at the gay bars and hanging out together and it used to be kind of a joke that we looked like a couple but I don't think it's a joke anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys think... are like so close as friends that if you're at a gay bar people are going to misinterpret that as you guys being together. That's what I'm afraid of and I used to think it was just it was just purely circumstantial. But now I'm starting to think it kind of might be my fault. But before we go on, I've included a couple photos of us at the bottom okay. of your schedule. So I'm if so you want to take a look. I'm so confused by this one picture. <laughs> Not because you are hugging your best friend, but is that a is that a DK or a UK jersey? Oh, so that's a um that's a costume for the movie Jennifer's Body. Oh, oh, I did see that. Yes. So uh, that is actually wearing a couple's costume. <laughs> okay. Y'all definitely, definitely look like a couple. <laughs> All right. I was only confused because they were LSU colors and it looked like a UK uh, letters and it didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm supposed to be Megan Fox and Jennifer's body. I don't know how well I pulled it off, but and I tried really hard. Is is Rach Amanda Seyfried's character in this? Yes, yeah, that's why. That's where the confusion comes in. Yeah. So everyone always jokes about us looking like a couple and we're always together, but it wasn't until I went to my last drag show that I was like, oh, okay, this is like a real thing because three different people either <laughs> asked if we were a couple Someone asked me where my girlfriend went when she went to the bathroom. <laughs> and then another man said, oh, I'm sorry. I need to make space for lesbians while I'm here <laughs> and gave her his chair. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't see the problem here. You're getting special treatment. Here's the problem. It's stopping me from getting into the actual queer lady bits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Mm. So you ever see those cheesy shirts, you know, like you see on a boardwalk in Maryland or something where it's like, I'm with stupid. And they have the fingers that are pointing to each other. One's on the right, one's on the left. Can't you make T-shirts that say, this is not my girlfriend? May, I, I think, honestly, she should just have a T-shirt that just says straight. Just like in ah. bold letters, like on the front and back. But then <laughs> you've got the challenge factor. 
Mm. Right? So maybe she's like saying, I'm straight now, <laughs> <laughs> but come and get me. Could change. How is your body language when you're together? Because I know you were posing like on purpose for these pictures that you sent us, which y'all look beautiful, by the way, but they are very couple looking photos. Mm-hmm. But I get it. When your bestie is like, you snuggle down, you sit on laps, all that stuff, but it... The, it's a little murky. You're murky waters when, you, like you said, it's a coochie blocker. So <laughs> when you're in public. I always thought C blocked meant something so different. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. How patriarchal of you. <laughs> um, but if you're like next to each other, are you linking arms? Are you super close? Are you side mm-hmm. by side? Like, what if you put a little distance? What if you sat across the table? You didn't touch. You didn't bring her drinks. Stuff wow. like that. That is kind of true because when we're at the shows, she's definitely standing in front of me and we're like kind of like locked like this. But you're just so close mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. like a group. No. I feel like y'all have to act like two men would act. Yeah. That are friends. So you got to have that energy. You have to have like the, if you're going to a theater together, you have to have the heterosexual seat in between the two. Yes. You have to do things just like that. I'm not gay seat. Yes. Exactly that. Yeah. I have to do this with my guy friends when I go out. I went on a trip to Nashville a couple years ago with my best guy friend. And I was obviously trying to get a little something something while I was out there. And I was kind of looking at him. I was like, he looks like he could be my boyfriend if I stand a little too close. So you got to do, you got to straight arm him a little bit bit, put some space in between, and if you're really getting desperate, what I did was I got one of those Snapchat photos where you where you just put like a black screen on it, you put some text, I put it up to my forehead that just said, he's not my boyfriend, uh. and you would be surprised how many free drinks I got. I need that for sure. Okay, so no more hol- like holding hands. No, oh my no, God, that, Rebecca, that are help. you serious? <laughs> God, the hands. And you're wondering why? Right. You're going through a club, you gotta hold hands and guide like, each other. I like cuddling in there. <laughs> yeah. I like Bert's idea of the team T-shirts. Maybe you could wear a T-shirt that says "I love," and then have a picture of tacos and pickles. And then she would just say "I love pickles," and it would be a pickle. Nope. Mm. Okay. No, it's the eggplant emoji. I think it's easier if you just, you know, don't talk about who's the big spoon in public in front of people you want to actually get into their. That's pants. probably a good idea. Yeah. Yes. I think that's better than the pickle shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, pickles are delicious. Hi, Rebecca. Stay in here because apparently Kaylee is having a problem with all the women in his life right now. Uh, the work wives, the real wife, everybody. Yeah. I think so. Rebecca, and, you got beef? <laughs> and it has to do with bodily... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I'm just like every other human being. I burp okay. from time to time. Mm. You know? Yeah? I hold it in, or I, like, mouth-closed burp. But sometimes you can hear it, and it disgusts my wife. I don't know why. When she burps, it's okay, but when I do, it's... Gross. Are you one of those like long, no, gross, no. loud burpers that the dudes that take pride no, in like being able? No, to- actually not. I mean, like, and most of the time it's after I drink like a carbonated drink. Yeah, I, I burp. I've got upper gas. It's not lower gas, mm-hmm. but so you don't put the extra into it. You know? No, I'm not like. Argh. No, not at all. So Rebecca, you got beef uh, in this because they're in an airtight studio right next <laughs> no. to us. Katie's Katie's on her feet now. She got something to say. <laughs> and I always say, excuse me afterwards. So, um, I think claiming that it's from time to time is an interesting choice. (laughs) (laughs) Wording's a little off. I also want to clarify, Katie and I are not Kaylee's work wives. We're his work nieces. Mm. (laughs) 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 That's fine. Whatever. No, that's good. 
Not even his Wait. work daughters? Oh, we gotta, we gotta oh, be cool. separated? Are you and Katie each other's work wives? Is that why? Like, you're allowed one, right? Am I the creepy me? uncle? <laughs> I'd rather be Rebecca's work wife, but it's just we can't marry this man because of his bodily fluids. That's why. <laughs> we cannot. Are no. you saying Katie is more often than he notices also? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's I like, notice when I burn. I don't know if you all have ever seen the show Rick and Morty. Yes. But Rick who is like the grandpa who's notoriously drunk. He just burps all the time. That is Kaylee. Mm, okay. That, that is just, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know where we're just like, okay, we have a burp count. Yeah. yeah. In the you, studio. You have a burp count? A burp count? count? Yeah. What's the averaging? Um, I would say about 12. What is it, Rebecca? For what research yesterday, I counted and it was 11. 11 and four. 11 hours. burps. No way. 11 and four. 11 hours. burps. Oh, wow. 11 burps. Yes. Really? That's so, almost three burps an hour, fam. Every 20 minutes, you're burping. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very regular with his I'm very re- Well, you know what? I think that is an inflated count. <laughs> That's there. really not that bad. And I think it's only fair that if we're going to do that for Kaylee, we've also got to do it for Kristen, who is notorious for burping and not only burping, but calling out what it tastes like. But That's it's so I- cute when she does it. Well, <laughs> mine's real sexy. See, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Yours smells like old peanuts, and I asked Kristen to call it <laughs> old, old peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> I know. Old nuts. That's what they smell. <laughs> I think now is probably a good time to get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bird show. Thanks for listening. Get more bird show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the bird show.